Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Run. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have, what again? I say it every time. We're going to have a great show for you today. Anyhow, we are going to talk to Diane Archer today, who is the president of Just Care. I mean, it's, it's a very important organization working with Medicare. Folks, Medicare don't, in as much as we have El Senor Biden, who is president now, they are still trying to privatize your Medicare. They started with something called DCEs, direct, uh, direct something uh, entities, direct channel entities or something like that. And now they changed the name. They made it, they called it ACO Reach. But it's the same damn thing with some very minor changes. But ultimately speaking, the idea is once again to bring the inefficiency of the private sector, that which rips off all of your money in healthcare, bring that right back to Medicare. We've got to fight this, and this young lady who uh, we had on today, or we're going to have on today, is going to point that out. I see Mr. Michael Rodnan does not have the features for us today. Wow, we are we don't have El Señor Rodnan with his preamble, but I have a whole lot of preambles to talk about. He says, listening away from Twitch for a while will step out when I gotta go. I hear you, my friend. Melanie Keelan, how are you doing, my friend? Hey, all, she says. Hey, all. And, of course, we have Bridge MCP. Bridge, how you doing, our beautiful lady? Bridge MCP is here with us today. Thank you so kindly for being here, Bridge. We also have Alistair Waters. Alistair, how you doing this afternoon? Great to see you guys. Where are all the peeps? <clears throat> it's Monday. I know it's Monday, but you are kind of late on. I'm looking at my feed on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. It's kind of low on all of them. Anyhow, let's see. If you're here, though, give me that thumbs up. Alistair Waters, how are you doing, my friend? And Peggy Lopez, hi all. At 80, the medical establishment pushing hard for me to go private with my Medicare. Not going there. They want you to use Medicare Advantage. Do not do it. Medicare Advantage, I personally consider it a fraud. Um, I, I think if you take a look at Medica Medicaid Advantage, remember folks, Medicaid Advantage says, we give you, we give you a fixed amount, whether it's too much or too little, go take care of those old people. And if you don't have enough money, well, but you know what they do? They minimize their costs, their charges. Folks, don't fall for it. Never go into a DCE. Never go into Medicare Advantage. Stick with Medicare and buy the, uh, the, 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 the supplemental. You must do that. If you're already in Medicaid Advantage and you're fairly healthy, get out. Get out and the, 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 it's going to be a bit more expensive with that, that uh, supplemental. But you know what? If you get sick... When you have Medicaid Advantage, forget it. They are going to price you out or try to kick you out. And remember when they do that. Remember when they do that. You no longer can get the supplemental for Medicaid Advantage in a good, in, at, a, at a, an effective price. Do not get Medicaid Advantage. I brought on um, Tom Hartman a few, a few months ago who wrote the book and says... No to Medicaid Advantage. Today I'm bringing on Diane Archer. She's going to have a longer story to tell, a more important story to tell.
about Medicare and all its permutations thereof. Roberto Luis, mi hermano favorito, ¿cómo estás, hermano mío? Roberto Luis está con nosotros hoy. Robert Lewis is here with us today. Peggy Lopez, it's a fraud. Not as much coverage as I have with Medicare and medical Medicaid. I hear you. We have got to be informing people about what's really happening. We can't leave it just to the market. This is, I mean, you know what? I, 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 if I don't give a title of my show with some sort of an explosive thing, right? Maybe I should have said, Medicare, they're going to take your Medicare away today, if, dot, dot, dot. But I didn't want to just do a click. I wanted to do a serious, effective thing with the expectation that people are going to see, you guys are going to take away my mother's Medicare? You guys are going to take away my father's Medicare in this form? Folks, share this stuff. Make sure your relatives see it. And if you already have Medicaid Advantage and you're healthy, find a way to get the hell out. If you already have it and you're, you're sort of have a, a pre-existing that, uh, you know, the supplemental is not going to work for you, sit it out a while. We are still working hard on Medicare for all. We're working our butts off. And you'll hear that when we speak to um, Diane Archer as well. But this system, this system, this system is really, really trying to squeeze as much as it can out of us. As much as it can out of us. And you know, Bernie Sanders is at it on, on it as well. Let me go ahead and pull up the article from Common Dreams because it's a, an important article. I hope it hasn't scrolled down yet. But um, Bernie is out there saying, we are going to re-enter the Medicare for all bill again because they, what they're doing here let's see if I can find that article I need to find that article I had it linked in my show but pero no estoy encontrándolo ahora let's see uh, on slime or for profit health system defendant or, or uh, no that's not it anyhow I tell you what we'll do I'll look it up while we play the while I play the um Stuff for an archer or Diane Archer, and then we'll take it from there because it is imperative. It is imperative that everybody sees it. So, anyhow, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, Vamos a comenzar. Let's go ahead and start and bring Diane Archer to the fold, and then we'll take it on the other side. Let me go ahead and queue up. Diane Archer for us to listen to right now, and then we can take it on the other side. Diane Archer, here you go. Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today we have a very special guest, something that's gonna that's gonna discuss a subject that affects every single American at some time in their lives. Diane Archer. Diane Archer is president of Just Care USA, an independent digital hub covering health and financial issues facing uh, boomers and their families, and promoting policy solutions. She is a past board chair of Consumer Reports and serves on the Brown University School of Public Health Advisory Board. Ms. Archer began her career in health advocacy in 1989 as founder of the pres and, and president of the Medicare Rights Center, a national organization dedicated to ensuring that older and disabled Americans get the health care they need. She served as director health care for uh, director Health Care for All Project Institute for America's Future between 2005 and 2010. 
Diane Archer, welcome to Politics Done Right. Thank you for having me, Alberto. Well, let me tell you, first of all, I'm excited uh, to talk to you mostly because the med our healthcare system is in shambles, has been in shambles for a long time. And one of the issues is that it flies under the radar and we don't discuss the issues that we really need to discuss. I contacted you about talking about this thing called DCEs, first of all. Not that that is the only subject, but I wanted to talk about DCEs because a lot of people don't understand the dangers of it. But before I get started, I want to ask you to tell us in your own words, what is the state of healthcare in our country today? Healthcare is a total mess in this country. And it's a mess for one principal reason, which is that we've handed over control over our healthcare to corporate health insurers that are in the business of making money for their investors and do not put people's healthcare needs first. And in addition to that, uh, they are unable or unwilling to control costs or improve quality of care. So we're literally giving them control over an area where they can't serve as a good middleman. They're not even like a Walmart, right? Which is there to be in the middle to get you the lowest prices and the best value. This is the opposite. And that is why every other industrialized democracy does not turn over the business of healthcare to corporate health insurers. They take control. And some people believe, oh, well, they do have private insurance. Oops. Thing. And the reason it's different is because in those countries- I, I need to stop you a second because okay. we had a, a, a temporary internet block. Some people think they have private insurance. Some people, some people think that private insurance is the same, no matter who gives it to you or where you get it, and it's not. And private insurance, if it is under the direct control of the government, where the government is saying to the private insurer, or a large employer maybe is saying to a private insurer, we can go further there. This is what you're gonna pay for it. This is when you're gonna pay for it. This is how you're gonna pay for it. And we want everybody covered. And this is what they're gonna to have to pay. That's one thing. We could talk about that. In the case of most health insurance in this country, what happens is the opposite. The insurers get a flat fee per person and they're told cover these benefits. And then they get to decide what to pay for and when to pay for it and how much to pay for it. And as a result, people who are sick and need costly health care get screwed. It's that simple. Now, Diane, I, 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 I have a problem. Okay. We have asked Americans to forget basic arithmetic that they've learned in school, that somehow having the cost of healthcare, having a, some particular cost that, that is absolute, and having an entity who pays it cost you more than instituting another group of people who must be paid out of the same pot. We have asked people to avoid, to, to forget basic math, that if you put a third person in there, that third person or third entity also has to be paid. So the total cost of the product goes up or you get less of the product. The two of them cannot exist at the same time, correct? 
Totally correct. And not only have we said to them, forget the math and forget about the fact that we're adding this extra layer of bureaucracy and extra cost. We're also saying, choose among a bunch of them and forget the fact that they're all different and that you're gonna be choosing blindly because we're not gonna tell you what the difference is. And so basically we're saying, pick the plan that's right for you, recognizing that many of them may not be right for people and forcing people literally to play Russian roulette with their healthcare because they don't know if they're picking a plan that is going to give them the care they need when they need it or not. You know, I find it ironic that they always talk about having choices, right? And the only plan that really gives you choice in the Medicare field, whether it's Medicare Advantage or just straight Medicare, is Medicare, the one run by the good old United States, we the people. And why? That is because, of course, you get a chance to choose your doctor, your hospital, etc. All the others choose it for you. Am I correct? You are. You just nailed it. In fact, the way to think about it, I think, is if you go the traditional Medicare route, you get care customized to your needs and wants, right? You get to pick your doctors, you get to pick your hospitals, they get to decide the care you get. And basically, if you have supplemental coverage, you don't have to worry about the cost, nor do your family members. You can sleep at night knowing that you're going to get the care you need. And when you go to the private side, to the Medicare Advantage side, you have no clue. I, I think, um, Diane, why we need people like you, why we need your organization and your organization to be funded is that this is not a message that enough Americans are hearing. So the Medicare Advantage folks are coming out with, we'll buy you a membership to a club. We'll buy, we, we'll give you a free meal. Come sign up. But what you're signing up for is to be screwed down the road. I've heard a, a comment about a young man who had testicular cancer and he was in Medicare Advantage and they couldn't, uh, they didn't have a particular doctor to take care of him. So they had to ship him somewhere else. So he said, no, I'm going to go back to Medicare, regular Medicare. And he found out the hard way that if you take Medicare Advantage, it's difficult as hell to get back into Medicare because that supplemental you're talking about at that point is no longer a, they don't have to take you as they do when you initially sign up. Would you like to expand on that for me? Yeah, I think that's an excellent point that is lost on a lot of people. So people sign up for Medicare Advantage largely because they want to save money on the Medicare supplemental insurance that you do need when you're in traditional Medicare. And the big problem with traditional Medicare is that there is no cap on out-of-pocket costs. But the good news is when you buy the supplemental coverage, not only do you have to not worry about a cap, but virtually all your costs are covered. So again, you don't have to think about co-pays and deductibles for the most part. Everything is covered. When you're in Medicare Advantage, it's just the opposite. There's a cap, but it's as high as $7,550 in a year, which is three times the cost of the supplemental insurance. And so every time you need care, you have to stop and ask yourself, do I want to spend that $500, $50? How much is it going to be? I don't even know how much it is. I don't know how, if I can afford it. Maybe I'll go without my care, right? Do I want to get into medical debt? Am I going to assume debt? So you're constantly in this position of having to make a decision between your health care or your loved one's health care and, um, 
and your rent or your mortgage or your dinner. I mean, it is a terrible position to put people in. And what about switching between Medicare Advantage back into Medicare? What's, what are the caveats? And then what happens is exactly. So then you're stuck and you think, oh my gosh, I've just been diagnosed with cancer. I'm not going to be able to pay $7,550. I really want to switch back into traditional Medicare. But whoa, I can't get that supplemental insurance to fill the gaps in traditional Medicare. Medicare tends to pay 80% of the cost, and then you're required to pay 20% of the doctor's cost unless you have supplemental coverage. But insurers are not required to sell you that insurance, except in rare situations. When you first become eligible for Medicare, and then if you move to another community, there are some exceptions. But as a general rule, you can't move unless you have Medicaid, which is supplemental insurance you can get if your income is, is low, or you can get it through your employer. But as a general rule, you're stuck. You're locked into Medicare Advantage. And even find a Medicare supplemental insurer that will insure you, odds are that they're going to be able to charge you so much that you're not going to be able to afford the cost. So here you are now stuck in Medicare Advantage, as you've just said, locked in. You can't go to the center of excellence, to the MD Anderson or to the Sloan Kettering that you want to go to. You can't move in with a family member out of your community because your care isn't covered out of your community, but you need that family member to take care of you. So you need to move. And you are just in the hands of this corporate insurer whose priority is a return on um, investments to shareholders. And what I'd like to say, Verdor, let me just say one more thing. It's, it's, it's worse than anybody can really imagine because if you and I decided we were going to have the best Medicare Advantage program in America, one that said, we want you if you have cancer, we want you if you have heart disease, we're going we're gonna to do everything we can to get you the best possible care, we're going to have the biggest network, you know, like traditional Medicare, we'd be out of business before we opened our doors because the way that the government pays us they pay us a flat fee per person, regardless if that person needs a lot of care or a little care. And so if you're a for-profit entity, you're focused on getting the healthy people in and the sick people out. And if we were focused on getting the sick people in, we wouldn't be paid enough money to take care of them. And we'd be out of business before we opened our doors. So the way the government pays these plans by paying them a flat fee just incentivizes them to deter people who are sick from joining and to encourage people who become sick who are their members to leave. And that's unfortunately just the way it's set up and it should not be set up that way. And now we can get to direct contracting because it is set up exactly the same way. Should we move Talk on? Talk to me about there. I think I, I and I, that's a segue that I that I wanted because that that is a one of the reasons I contacted uh, contacted you is that DCE everybody has been complaining about it and I think the Biden administration who we expected to do something positive meeting get rid of them and really be pushing Medicare the standard Medicare has created something called ACO Reach. Why don't you kind of um, uh, talk to us about this? Okay, so these are just names, but the short of it is, back in 2020, the Trump administration came up with a plan. 
And the plan was, let's privatize all of Medicare. Let's turn all of Medicare into Medicare Advantage and take away people's choice of getting their care uh, administered directly through the federal government. And so they launched this plan and then the Biden administration took over and it was still in place. And um, what has happened since is that very recently, uh, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, which oversee Medicare, decided they were going to rename that program REACH and basically continue it as designed by the Trump administration. And that means that if your doctor signs up with a private insurer or a investor, like a private equity investor, to um, administer your care in traditional Medicare, then you will be under the control of that investor or insurer when you need care. That investor or insurer, exactly like in Medicare Advantage, will decide whether you need care and whether it's going to pay for that care. Interesting people say, well, you can always object or whatever. Generally, after you're, you're dead by the time the objection or the, or, or the arbitration or whatever is taken care of. It, it, you, you put a, an interesting thing that you sent to me that I think is a very important. You said, changes do not worry Wall Street. Investment analyst Spencer Perlman, the day after the announcement of REACH, which was supposed to make things better, says, the reforms are one part of a public relations exercise and one part modest revision that should not tangibly impact the for-profit entities currently participating in the model. The model being the DCEs, which is the uh, direct contracting model. Tell us how evil that direct contracting model is, um, Diane. It, it's really bad in, in a few significant ways. Number one, if your doctor is part of one of these direct contracting entities in traditional Medicare, you may not even know it. And you will be automatically assigned to that direct contracting entity against your will. Yes, you're supposed to get a piece of paper in the mail, but as far as I understand it, people with Medicare get hundreds of people pages of mail um, every month um, because everybody's trying to sell them something. And so most likely you're not going to read the piece of paper. And if you do, I can tell you, I've seen a couple of them. They are impossible to understand. So you're going to go to your doctor, continuing to think that you're seeing the same doctor and you, at some level you are, but at another level, this direct contracting entity now in the business of figuring out how to drive profits for its investors is going to be telling your doctor how to deliver care to you. And that could mean that instead of the half an hour visit you're used to, you'll get a 15 minute visit. It could mean that instead of that doctor referring you to a high value or an excellent healthcare provider, if you get sick, the doctor will be told by the direct contracting entity, send this person to this healthcare provider who costs very little, who will be good enough for your patient. And you won't know the difference unless you ask your doctor. And so one big piece of advice is 
talk to your doctor, find out if that doctor is part of one of these direct contracting entities. And if so, ask your doctor point blank if he or she is being told to change the way your care is received, what care you get and when you get it. Absolutely, that is the case because that's how these entities make money. That's their job is to limit the care you get. And we know in Medicare Advantage, as we've talked about the private side, the corporate side of Medicare already, that people in Medicare Advantage get as little as 30% fewer services than people in traditional Medicare. So there's a lot of people who think, oh, well, I'm going to get Medicare benefits and Medicare Advantage. I'm going to get Medicare Advantage in traditional Medicare. What difference? And the difference, as you said, one huge difference is who's going to give you those services? You know, is it going to be a high quality provider or a low quality provider? In Medicare Advantage, we know that the skilled nursing facilities are lower quality. We know the hospitals are lower quality. In overall, we know that um, the home health services are lower quality overall from independent researchers. And we know that there's widespread, widespread inappropriate delays and denials of care and coverage according to the Office of the Inspector General. That's what's going on already in Medicare Advantage. So you can expect to see exactly the same thing if you're in a direct contracting entity in traditional Medicare. Now you do have the right to opt out. That's the good news, if you know you're in. So first find out if your doctor is part of one of these entities. And if the doctor is, find out how your care is being restricted. If you need costly services, if you have serious health needs, you may want to change primary care physicians. Now that's asking a lot of anybody because that's undermining your continuity of care, which is really, really, really important. But the person who you signed up um, to have as your doctor is actually not gonna be practicing the same kind of medicine as that person was before that person was a part of a direct contracting entity. Maybe it's conceivable that person will deliver good medicine. I can't say absolutely that person um, will not, but what I can say and what you've already said is that there are financial incentives to delay and withhold care from patients. And one more thing, those doctors in many instances are gonna be paid more when they listen to the direct contracting entity and make more money for the direct contracting entity. And they make more money by withholding and delaying care. I mean, that is important. And I'm glad that you ended this little segment on that issue. I want to take a little bit of liberty here to talk basic economics and common sense. And it, it is important for those that are listening to us right now, those that are listening to Diane realize one thing. And, 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 and first of all, these corporations are not doing anything wrong. They're not doing anything illegal. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Private corporations are supposed to maximize the values for their shareholders and in doing so, maximize their own bonuses for the executives. That's, there's nothing wrong about that in a, in, a, in a society. However, when you have that, you have to determine if you want your health care under that domain. You have to determine if you want your social security, you want your Medicare under that, where that corporate executive must decide. 
should I care for her cancer or should I care more about what my bottom line is going to be to buy my Ferrari? And I'm not kidding around, around that. We have to understand these are basic value judgments that we must have here. And corporations have no value judgment by design. It's inherent into the economic system. You cannot follow the rules of the economic system and care about anything other than maximizing values. I want, to, uh, I, want, I want us to discuss a little bit further. How can we ensure? Again, I said earlier, it's about common sense and economics. And one of the good things, or one of the bad things I should say is that the corporations have unlimited funds for marketing plausible stupidity, which is what I think they do. In other words, they make us less smart with their marketing. You see a, a Medicare Advantage advertising, somebody's happy that they got a membership to keep themselves healthy at a club, at a health club. Somebody sees that they get a coupon to go to a restaurant to buy something. These little shallow things that ultimately cost you much. How can we, those of us that are trying to do the right thing by everybody else, get our message out best we can? You made a number of really, really smart points. These companies are doing exactly what they're in the business of doing. And it is not about putting our healthcare first. It's about taking as much money out of the healthcare system as they possibly can. And our job is to push for a cost-effective healthcare system that is designed to meet everybody's needs, not simply the needs of people who are healthy, but the needs of the people who are the most vulnerable, the people with lower incomes, the people uh, with serious health conditions, people in rural communities, people of every which type need to have their needs met. And that is the best way to ensure that is with a program like Medicare for All, where everybody is covered for what they need at a price they can afford. The way Medicare for All is designed, there are no co-pays or deductibles. The cost of the program is really coming out of the tax system. Mm -hmm. And it's so much more efficient. I mean, one thing we haven't talked about is Medicare Advantage is costing us literally hundreds of billions of dollars more over the next eight years than traditional Medicare. The projection from a fairly conservative economist is that it's gonna cost $600 billion more over the next eight years than traditional Medicare would cost. That is real money. And so you can just imagine as if the government succeeds at getting everybody into one of these Medicare Advantage plans and destroying the traditional Medicare program, the program which would be the foundation for Medicare for all, then what's gonna happen? Well, I can promise you one thing, as you know, the corporations are not going to sit back quietly and take a huge hit to their profits. They're just gonna shift more costs onto us. They're perfectly happy doing that. Now that might mean that you know some people will be able to afford those costs, but a lot of people are gonna end up literally dying or becoming disabled needlessly because they can't afford their healthcare. 
And honestly, I mean, the sad reality is that is happening today. There has been, there have been a few pieces um, out, one out of um, the National Bureau of Economic Review, looking at just out-of-pocket costs for prescription drugs for people with Medicare. And what that study found was that a $10.40 increase, just a $10.40 increase in co-pays led to thousands of needless deaths a year because people dropped their medicines. They dropped their medicines for, um, to manage their heart conditions. They had heart attacks and strokes. I mean, this is really criminal. It's just unbelievable what the wealthiest country in the world is allowing to happen. But there is a solution, as you say, Medicare for all, it's cost effective, it gives people exactly the care they want, literally customized to what you want. If you're, if you're traveling to Arizona and you need care in Arizona, you get it. If you want to see a particular doctor, you get to see virtually every doctor in the country, with some exceptions, but basically you get to see them all. And hospitals as well, you can use them. There's no restrictions, you get what you need when you need it. And you don't have to navigate these incredible hurdles that the corporate health insurers put up to help delay your care. Not, not only to speak about the or to speak about the doctor's offices that won't have to deal with a hundred different insurance companies anymore. They just submit a bill and all the staff that they would have needed to process all of that is no longer there. Dan, look, I can't tell you how important your message has been today. I, I asked one last question every single time, and that is, what would you have liked me to ask you that I didn't? I think you really covered the full range very effectively, Roberto. Thank you so much. One final thing. What can people do now to fix this tragic situation? And what they can do is write the White House, write their members of Congress and say, end the direct contracting program, the DCE program now named REACH immediately protect our traditional Medicare, allow us the choice of traditional Medicare. Don't force us into a managed care plan. Well, Diane uh, Archer, uh, president, actually president of Just Care USA. Before I close, I want to thank you for the work that you do because we need this work in a massive, at a massive level. And anything that politics done right or any other entity you need to get this job done let's get this job done because your work is invaluable thank you so kindly for having been on politics done right thank you it's been a total pleasure Alberto. we better so spend as as host of politics done right a progressive radio media show on pacifica networks kpft 90.1 fm houston that engages all ideologies I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom to Describe the Entire Economy in a Manner We Can All Understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, 
title, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, take it to the next level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It gives us a place to land after learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side we point out what would make an economy that works for all each book stands on its own but together they provide the full picture please consider getting one or more you will undoubtedly learn be entertained and help us continue the mission with our blogs articles videos and books so yes folks i hope you enjoyed that uh, you enjoyed listening to diane archer I think the work that she does is invaluable and we'll continue to feature people like her to bring us up to speed. We do need your support. You can go ahead and get that book. Here's a, our books. There's a link, politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. But you know what? We need every part of support that you can provide to us. So please, if you are on YouTube right now, please click that join button. Please become a part of our PDR Posse today. If you don't see that join button or if you're on another platform, just go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. And I just added that into the chat. You can also support us by becoming a Patreon, politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, politicsandright.com slash Patreon. I just added that as well into the, into the chat. But the best form, of course, is to support us via PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Spell, well, you know how to spell PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. We have a whole lot of stuff in our store. Please visit our store. Everything that you purchase from us, whether books or items in our store or contribution, you are making sure that I can get this job done. I just got notification from uh, Netroots Nation. Uh, we, again, Politics Done Right, uh, is, has gotten a table on Radio Row. It's going to be in Pitts. I think it's Pittsburgh, or is it? I think it's Pittsburgh this year. We're going to be having Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in this summer. So later on, you know, we're going to be doing a GoFundMe to get us out there, and we'll have perks and all that kind of stuff to get us out there in Pittsburgh. But let me tell you, uh, it is an honor when for the last several years, every year, your small politics done right has gotten there on, on the limited space that they have there on Radio Row. And we're going to be able to talk to all the politicians and activists, uh, the, all the progressives that are going to be out there. They're, you know, wh When we get out there, it's over 3,000 people out there from every one of those progressives you see in, on Congress. They will be there. And yes, we'll get a chance to interview quite a few of them, talk to up-and-coming activists, etc. So keep that on your radar because we're going to be in Pittsburgh. And any of you that's in the Pittsburgh or surrounding areas when I'm out there, come on, let's go get a cup of coffee out there in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania when we get out there all good and well. Folks, please remember to support us again. Uh, our all-in-one encompassing support. If you want to know all the different methods in which you can support us, politicsandright.com slash support politicsandright.com slash support um look you earlier on bridge mcp you asked about uh yeah august you asked about um thank you bridge uh about how does good rx work good rx take advantage of the fraud that is our drug system you know there is a middle person in drugs in this country called the PBMs. 
I think it's called Pharmacy Business Manager or something like that, PBMs. In other words, you know, there's always a middle person trying to capitalize on your money. So what they do is they aggregate their services and sell it to insurance companies and all of that on purportedly to reduce the cost of drugs. I mean, reducing the cost of drugs is simple. Drug companies, you charge too much. We take, we take the patent away from you. It's that simple. When you, got, when you stole the patent from the universities in the first place, that was the deal you made with the United States government. You said when you got that patent that if for some reason you can't manufacture it in such a manner for people to use it, the government can go ahead and start manufacturing. We never take advantage of that clause. Why? Because you know the government too often is owned by whom? The plutocracy. But it's written already in the law. Let's see. Bridge MCP, or rather, uh, Peggy Lopez says, I drink my coffee out of your, our mug when I watch Egberto. I am so touched in the heart. Thank you so kindly for drinking with my mug, Peggy Lopez. And it was designed again by Bridge MCP. Thank you. Anyhow, so yeah, the PBMs are nothing more. Nothing more than another middle person skimming some more dollars out of your pocket. I mean, we have all these capitalist skimmers. And then we have the apologists for them always trying to give a reason why we need to keep all these functions in the private sector. They are defending being ripped off. Talking about uh, what you call it, syndrome. Come on, help me out here. Talking about Stockholm Syndrome. That's what it's called, Stockholm Syndrome. Let's say, so Egberto Willis, you're saying good RX is not good. I'm saying good RX is good, but they are only in existence because of how bad PBMs and drug companies are. Let me, let me give an example. I have a, I've lived the example. My wife has a drug that she takes for lupus. And the drugs that she took for lupus Getting it from the insurance company. Here's, I mean, you guys are not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. A 90-day supply of this drug from her insurance company. In other words, after the insurance company pays their part for 90 days was over $1,000. That's ridiculous. This is a pill that's been out for a long time. It's been out for years, for decades. But they want $1,000 for that pill. Uh, the insurance company also told them that all, if you're in this insurance company, all your drugs that's prescribed needs to go through us. My wife said, to hell with that. We are going to go ahead and try GoodRx. And GoodRx for the same drug had the price at $89 for a 90-day supply. $1,000, if you don't see the fraud and the corrosive nature of our healthcare system just by presenting that, come on, folks. If you believe that we have a real healthcare system, 
You have allowed yourself to be snowed, paid for by the drug companies, the pharmaceutical companies, the plutocracy. That is my lived experience. I, you know, my blood pressure pill, $4. So what I'm trying to tell you folks is this. When you hear these people talking about how bad the system is going to be if we go to Medicare for all and not having choices, they are lying to you. Medicare Advantage takes away your choices. Medicaid Advantage, they tell you what doctor you can see. They tell you what medication you can have within their framework so that it doesn't break their bank. Medicare, the real Medicare along with the supplemental costs you nothing but the supplemental and you get coverage for whomever. If you got to go to Kettering, you can go to Kettering. If you need to go to the Houston Medical Center, you can. You get Medicare Advantage, good luck. People, they're ripping us off left and right so that a few can make a few dollars. Please don't fall for it. I have one other piece here uh, that I want to play for you because we have, and I, I have just enough time to play it. So let's go ahead and do it and we'll take it on the other side. Whenever you guys hear me talk about uh, blaming appropriately where blame belongs, people don't understand. But what I want to show you how ingrained within the psyche of not only the political brass, but journalism, the blame the average American citizen, as opposed to those who are effecting damage on us all. I want to show you this. Most people aren't going to catch it, but I want you to see this and then we'll take it on the other side. The biggest domestic political fallout from the current war, obviously, is gas prices. Uh, And we are up to some two dozen states that are considering gas tax holidays. One right here in neighboring Maryland already has done it. Georgia's already done it. Um, It's hard to say no to these as a politician, Shane, is it not? Absolutely. And it's something that the states can do unilaterally, right? They can take a bigger chunk out of the gas prices than the federal gas tax can be. At the end of the day, it's not going to dramatically lower the price at the pump, though. I mean, these prices are factored in. Oil is sold on the global market. It's an indexed price. Mm -hmm. It can make people feel really good, and it can let the governor say, hey, I'm doing something for you, when maybe it looks to make the president look a little bit weaker. But it's a band-aid. It's terrible policy. First of all, there's no guarantee legally that the producers or the retailers are going to pass that break on to the consumers. Second of all, it gets people to drive more when supplies are short, so it's going to pump up prices overall because it's inflationary. And third of all, it's terrible climate policy. So it's really bad policy. It's also terrible pothole policy. Forget climate. Like right. It depletes the transportation. The, hi- the highway trust fund. So it's a $20 billion hit on the highway trust right. fund if everyone did it. But the other thing is the windfall profit tax, and that's what you know, senators and other house, house members are really looking at. But that would get producers to produce less. So there's no really quick... The thing. issue is the oil supply. So i got to ask, David, is the Iran deal... Is some of the motivation here about increasing some supply too? Is this so, why we're still? I don't think it's the reason. I think, or is it a benefit? A, there's a, a genuine uh, desire, obviously, to, to cap the Iranian nuclear program again. But that is a side benefit. The administration had hoped that our erstwhile Saudi friends might help out by pumping a little more oil. That doesn't seem to be happening. They so said me yet. They said <laughs> they did <laughs> right. So, so I think so. I, I think I think that is a benefit. I just have to say about gas prices. 
I, I know that this is a big political issue, but there's a sense of disproportion. I mean, here's the center of Europe in flames, yeah. and the big issue in America is our gas price going to go up, you know, by another 50, 50 cents. Um, you know, p people ought to just, you know, part of being a superpower is sucking it up and, <laughs> but and don't, getting through But political this. leaders have to then make that case, though, right? I'm not like, they do. I don't disagree. You've got to say that, and we kind of say, hey, that's going to take some sacrifice. Oh, by the way, the administration's thinking about passing out gas cards. <laughs> you want to talk about messing up the supply? That would have done that. Gas prices are the easy thing to point to, right? Yeah. Both for Republicans who are looking to make a point against this president and also for people to say, how am I feeling day to day? Inflation, more largely, is the bigger issue. I hope you realize that. Listen to what, the, what he said. Uh, all the, it, it, the, the Ukrainians are going through hell. All Americans are going to have to do is pay 50 cents or so more in taxes. You Americans are such obnoxious, spoiled characters. Hey, look, let me, let, let me, let me tell you something, okay? Yeah, it's only 50 cents or more, so uh, by the end of the day, dollar something, $2 more for gasoline. But here is the thing that I don't see any of them talking about or blaming or, or characterizing the way they should. Check this out. They first say, oh, Americans should suck it up, 50 cents. Why not say, these guys are gouging you because by charging you more for, the, for this gas price in these difficult times, they're making profits and they're doing it on your back. It's costing them nothing more to do it to make that extra profit that they're making. That's numero uno. But you know what was even worse? We hear uh, Andrea talk about the windfall profit tax. It would be great to have a windfall profit tax on all the excess profits these guys are making and then throw it right into green energy, making, making sure we have windmills and back in store so that when the wind is not blowing and the sun is not shining, it's backed up that we can use that energy throughout the day. All of that is investments we could get from a windfall profit tax from these guys stealing raw from us, right? But they don't say that. They just say, well, you know, if we put on the windfall profit tax for those excess profits, what they're going to do is reduce supply. Do you see what's going on here? They are putting our well-being in the hands of private corporations who want to make a profit on our backs at all costs. Think about that. Everybody always say government do this or government do that or government has the boot on your neck. It's never government with the boot on your neck. It is always the corporate structure with the boot on your neck. They are the ones who don't will will they're the ones who will bribe. They are the ones who will hold you hostage. You don't pay me for this gas at the inflated price that I want, I'm gonna make you suffer. So you know a couple of a week ago when I came out and I, I, I really castigated the oil companies and I said it is time that if these guys don't behave to nationalize the oil companies because everyone needs oil, it is for benefits. We don't complain about our water system being nationalized. Of course, they're trying to privatize it now as well. But we all love the idea of the consistency of having fresh water in this country through the pipes, fresh water. Because the government is going to be there to ensure you have fresh water to drink. Let's not talk about the part with lead and that sort of stuff. That's another issue altogether. But we know we're going to get fresh water. So why not do the same thing for, us, for, another, for another substance that is very necessary for us? For gasoline, for oil. Nationalize the oil companies given that they've proven that their, their sole purpose is to make monies on your back. Their sole purpose is to take advantage of you during wars and all these other issues. Think about this people. 
Listen to this discussion that we just listened to. They are scared to have a windfall profit tax that can that can leverage a green energy. Why again? Because they will they will hold us hostage by reducing supply even further. And you Americans are so obnoxious. You're complaining about 50 cents more on the gasoline while those people in, in, in Ukraine are going through a war. Oh, so petty of you guys. Not one peep to say that these corporations are what these corporations are. Evil entities that are there to profit on your backs and on everything that is happening to you right now we, until we get it until we understand what's happening until we stop buying the BS pretty ads that they put out you know they want to sell you a drug that, that could even harm you and they put nice butterflies and flowers and people dancing oh I can get rid of my whatever I have you know and beautiful stuff to buy it they hook you in and then they sucker you into paying a whole lot more than it's worth. Look, we are going to, at some point in our lives, take over and make government be really what government is supposed to be. We, the people. And stop allowing others to make you feel that if you believe you want to have a functioning government, that somehow you're some communist or some crazy socialist. That's how they allow you to make the corporate corporation, your master. That is how they keep you as a antiseptic slave at best or an indentured servant at worst. Remember that. Don't sit back ever and think they care anything about you because they don't. It's not by design they don't. But you know what is interesting? By design, government do, right? If you have the government really of and by the people, it does. If we make government function as it should, not a purchased government by those evil plutocrats, but one that you really go from the grassroots and you start telling people, let's all be a part of this government and actually participate in the government, not be agnostic about the government, not sit back and say, well, I can't make a change. Their goal is to bust your spirit. If I bust your spirit, if I take away your, your pride, if I take away your urge to do what's right, I've got you. You know, I always talk about the preacher, right? The preachers are, preachers are, preachers are like the plutocrats to government. In other words, preachers, in my opinion, many preachers that are, that is, Preachers are like plutocrats who run the government, right? They don't immediately take your money. If you notice what Medicare Advantage right now is doing, is they're giving people deals. You want Medicare Advantage? We'll give you a free membership to a, a gym. We will give you a free dinner once a week. We will do all these nice things. It looks all pretty, right? They're, not, they're, they're investing in controlling your mind, what does a preacher do, right? You just join a church, a preacher don't say, hey, I want 10% of your income, I want to see your, 10, your 1099, I also want to see your 1040, all that. They don't say that right up front, right? They make you feel at home. They make you feel comfortable. They fill you up with love. 
They don't want your money. They want your mind. And once I have your mind, I have more than your money. Think about it. And what we try to do here at Politics Done Right is ensure everybody's mind is so strong that none of that ultimately works. Folks, I want you guys to please remember to support us. If you are on YouTube, click that join button. Become a part of our of our, our posse, please. If you're, if you're on some other channel, just go to politicsunright.com slash YouTube if you want to join it on YouTube or go to politicsunright.com slash patron to become a patron or go to politicsunright.com slash PayPal to become a, to provide us a uh, contribution on PayPal either monthly or singly, whichever one best for you. But we need to get this word out. Please share. Always also remember to share. And Carl, for everybody that's given me stuff, thank you. The, 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 um, the links and whatever, I'm going to take a look at them afterwards. Thank you so kindly. Uh, preachers are more worried about money than being concerned about the common good for all of America. Tax churches should have been done a long time. Bridge MCP says, thanks for good show, good info. Say hey to Ashley. Much love. Will do. Thank you so kindly, guys, for always checking up on my baby. Um, look. I got to get out of here. But I want you guys to know. Uh, the, the goal of much is to disempower you. The goal of this show is to empower you. Ensure you empower others as you also empower us all. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Oh. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.